This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for A Toast to You with the Sprayden Toastmasters Club. Welcome to A Toast to You, a program from Sprayden Toastmasters Club. Toastmasters is a program where we experience public speaking in a friendly learning environment, where we practice and learn communication and leadership skills. Welcome to Sprayden Toastmasters, a toast to you. Another show brought to you with the courtesy of Plains FM with our radio show promoting our club to come and speak in public for those who haven't dared tread the stage of speaking in front of others. My name's Dennis Newberg. I'm in the studio today with my co-host, Rob. How are you, Rob? Good, Dennis. You're well. It's good to hear. We've got quite an exciting show, I think, lined up for you today. There's a lot of things we've been speaking about off-air before we came on to Mike, and as usual, Rob's now his list of those who have been following the show for many months now, and you can always backlist in the episodes. It's all there on podcasts, which is another little feather in our caps. Toastmasters have given us the ability to create a podcast out of this. So it's online, you can listen to it there, and what I was leading to is Rob came with packs of paper in the beginning now, we're down to just a simple sheet with the guidelines of some, you know, I think, quite interesting topics ahead for you to listen to. A little bit of a musical interlude that he's going to uh, pleasure your ears with, and we're going to discuss some oncoming events which the Sprayton Toastmasters Club <coughs> will be doing in the near future. This show is being pre-recorded, of course, as usual, and will be uh, sent out live on the first Monday in June, and that is the 7th of June 2021 so look forward to hearing it on air and then later seeing it as a podcast we're talking about many things that have got to do with Toastmasters and one of the thoughts that was on my head uh, today about me having an empty brain and then you've got these thoughts that bump, buzz around in your head during your day at work and your busyness and then you forget these things and you've got to have somewhere to write them down and none of us carry a pencil and paper anymore and it's often too hard to get your phone out and make a to-do list on the phone because you get your hands full with other things. And I thought another one of the talents that we practice at Toastmasters is pausing. Now, we've spoken about pausing before, haven't we, Rob? Yes. We have. <laughs> was that good enough that, pause? That was a good pause. Yeah, yeah it was not, not bad. I'm, I'm warming them up to the major pause. But when, you know, this is, this is we, could, we could do record-breaking pausing here. This could be a 22-minute pause just showing the practice has been made perfect. That could be a good name for another show, Menopause. <laughs> Men Who Pause. Men, yeah, that's what I mean, Men Who Pause. Yeah, I, I thought you were playing on the words there. I knew what you were saying, and we could just sit there and see if the listeners will tolerate a bit of peace and quiet because we're often dealing with too much noise in the world. It makes for us a really easy radio show, doesn't it? Yeah, but noise is good sometimes. As we were saying before, it can drown out that voice in your head. <laughs> oh, see, there we go. The voice in the head kicks off again. And so the 22-minute pause, we might have to delay that to an off-air moment. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, uh, Spraden Toastmasters holds the world record for the longest off-air pause. So I've been told. Ah. <laughs> Things you didn't know you didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could add that to our list of uh, accolades for the club. 
Because I know you you had another one of our most speeches held in a bowling club, and uh, it's it's a proud moment. And come along and enjoy that pride. You'll feel it in the club. There've been some uh, nice changes as we head into winter. And speaking of winter, isn't it cold? Yeah, uh, nice and crispy in the morning. We haven't hit the true frost yet, though. But uh, yeah, I haven't had to de-ice the window in the morning when I go to work yet. I have had one. I've had one because my cars were parked next to the house in the shade. Frost on the roof, but the windscreen had one morning. I think it was last week. Uh, so we're talking about end of uh, second, second week of May. Pretty frosty window. Yep. And what I like about this time of year is I watch the leaves falling. I enjoy the autumn. And I enjoy when the autumn has these clear, nice days and it's getting colder. I don't like the, the wet too much. We're pretty fortunate here in Christchurch, aren't we? Not too much rain. Yeah. That's why Christchurch is the best. Yeah, yeah, it is, it's not too bad. We have, we're, I think, a good record and ratio for sunshine all round. Although I think that was last year, was it the year before, we almost had a record in June for the, the most cloud, uh, sunless days uh, on record, or something like 43 days or something. But so it's been really cold, and uh, my heater in my car broke down this morning, which didn't make it very nice. I had to fix that this afternoon. Um, so that was the the current news. Yeah, nice weather chat. Yeah, the, the gossip. Well, I was going to talk, <laughs> I was going to make it, an, let's, let's make this an elevator chat. They're like, Toastmasters can help us talk in elevators as well. I mean, who talks in an elevator? So we're practicing some elevator chat. I hardly go in elevators. Christchurch doesn't have We don't have quite no tall elevators. buildings anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and no one wants to, yeah, you have to pay us to get into an elevator. Escalator chat. Escalator chat. Yeah, I see that happening. Escalator chat. I'm, you know, I'm not one to stand still on an escalator, are you? No. Yeah. Walk no. past the other people who are politely standing still and still not say anything. Oh, I'm too busy holding my wife's hand because she thinks she's going to get stuck in the end. And get sucked down the other <laughs> end of the escalator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, childhood trauma, watching that teddy bear get mangled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know the feeling. I think about it often, so I jumped that last step. But then again, that's all about being confident in a public environment. And so if you're not confident to jump off the escalator in the farmer's building, come to Toastmasters and find that confidence by jumping onto stage and talking to people. And it's where we've found our confidence and it's where we can then also move into doing things like this radio show together. Yeah, you can escalate your skills. You can escalate your skills. You can go up to a higher level. <laughs> it's <laughs> uplifting experience. Yes. Yeah. He does that. He, he, he sets me off on these, these words. And Rob's got a, a good wit in that sense for the... Uh, bringing in the impromptu word and well, we could almost choose a word of the day would be another nice thing for the radio now I'm uh, going to be signing off on this show we've got one more show together me and Rob and for me it'll be coming to an end so I'm looking forward to today's show Rob's got a special treat planned for you all today and we're going to start with one of the first points on our agenda is the welcoming of new members and uh, the fantastic t-shirts that were printed for the most recent open day and people could come to the club to see or even ask for a T-shirt if you wanted. I don't know if Rob's giving them all away for free. He's probably looking for a quick buck on that one too. <laughs> Where there's money to be made, there's Rob. <laughs> and so it's the, recently was an open day, Rob. Yeah, we had our spread and open night on, that was May the 20th. Yep, that's right. And it was a huge success. It was a lot of work went into it, so I'm just right now a big shout out thanks to all the members who um, pitched in, or everyone contributed, and those that couldn't had valid reasons, and I'm sure we'll put efforts in to help make the new members welcome. We had a huge turnout, uh, one of the biggest meetings we've had at that club since I've been there, 
and it just ran perfectly. Everyone that had a role couldn't have done a better job if they tried. Uh, the improvements of speakers that stepped up to the plate to um, make that night run well just commendable. Oh yeah, it was. Who was toastmaster the night? Me. Ah, I was oh. the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you've got to say that on air. Yeah. But yeah. others will say, no, no, it was great, Rob. It was great. Yeah. I, I actually um, tried to be quite serious as and allow, I wanted the other members to... The, the two speakers I knew had funny speeches and so I wanted them to be the focus of the night. I didn't want it to just make my little bits all jokes and usual draw the attention yeah, to you yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah you know how it is no, i do yeah. <laughs> then, but i couldn't help myself <laughs> and told a joke that i kicked myself because it could have been taken the wrong way uh, <laughs> one of those but, uh yeah uh, um pc yeah but yeah. anyway everyone laughed so it was all right oh good good yeah, yeah. No, no need to mention it here on air no we, no, have, we have rules here no complaints yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah we had uh a few people pretty much offered to sign up on the night and a couple more that expressed very keen interest to sign up and a few more that are coming back to the following meetings to make sure we're, uh, we're in a one-trick pony. <laughs> and then we can still... Uh, no, no, there's no... They're, they're just keen to come along and probably build up a bit more confidence. Now, you realise, Rob, that those people who were guests are probably tuning into this radio show now that they know about it and thinking, well, let's have a listen to that. Yeah, we didn't mention the radio show at the overnight. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. And so we can say what we want for the meantime. Because last show, I threatened to break <coughs> their legs if they <laughs> didn't sign up. <laughs> they, that's probably why they ran out so fast yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end. So the new members now listening to the show want to come around, we'll just ring first to find out when you're not there. <laughs> yeah, I'm always there. Yeah, you <laughs> are. Yeah. I'm hiding. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. It's, uh, yeah, so all in all, it went really well. I, I was over the moon because building right up to it I, I was so nervous that if no one turned up that was my biggest fear and which funnily enough took away any worries about standing up in front of a larger group of people that are of people I didn't know and people I did know obviously mm-hmm. and so when everyone started flowing in I was just so relieved that I didn't think twice about being nervous of standing up in front of a large crowd and yeah I think it went really well yeah so that's that's something that's changed a lot too isn't it over the time that you can now go up and do it yeah without too much problem yeah I think I wouldn't say conquered the fear because I was told once if you are doing anything that you take seriously and you don't feel a little bit of nerves then you're no longer taking it seriously Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a serious night for me uh, I wanted it to work really well, so had nerves for that reason. Yeah, I've heard it said by f- different people who are well known on stage, whether it be through music, um, comedy, or, or um, readings, etc. That they're almost all very nervous before that moment comes. And recently, it was uh, Bruce Springsteen who mentioned the same. And it's that what you just said—it's that level of commitment. But once they're there, then they perform. But the nerves to step onto that moment is it's there with everybody it's nothing strange and I hope that the new people who were visiting that night could see that it was people all contributing to conquer their own fears and that they get that boost and motivation to come and do it themselves and they yep. will and I have to give a shout out to 
Marta, Anthony and Claire from Aranui Club who came along and helped and well, thanks guys. Beth and Mark from Athenians. So we had five members from other clubs just to come along and whilst all of the members from our club were scurrying around, running around, panicking, trying to make sure everything was running perfectly, it's good to have those other members from other clubs who can interact with the guests and uh, just basically be the social butterflies that Toastmasters are. Yeah, yeah. so you've got people on the floor moving around who are confident and comfortable with doing that at any club environment. It makes yeah, those new people not feel like they're left out or stand alone. Yep. You know who to approach and talk to. Otherwise, it's. Uh, but it never really has been that feeling at the Toastmasters Club of those who know each other club together and uh, everyone's included and brought into the fray quite quickly. Yep. Yeah, and it's, I think, um, one of the, the most pleasant points of, of that sort of club environment. And a lot of clubs have that lacking. And uh, that's actually the whole, you could say, modus operandi of Toastmasters is uh, welcoming the new and everyone talking together about stuff. Uh, yep. And it's, uh, it's brought you to, a, to this you know, position you are now of um, supreme confident leader. <laughs> of the world. I can tell. Well, this is, you know, I'm going to lead on to the next topic if, if you want me to. Yep. Because this, uh, our supreme confident leader of the Sprayton Toastmasters Club has, um, has given me a title to read here and I do think of a television program hosted by another very confident, outspoken gentleman. Uh, this this topic here is called Grand Design. Now, I've come to understand this is the title to... My humorous speech that so, I did. Right. I should just say my speech. I'm putting starting to put pressure on myself. Yeah, yeah. In case is. no one yeah. else finds it funny. <laughs> well, I, I have high expectations of the speech. The speech is um, Rob's speech, and under the uh, subject sort of heading, or the topics heading of, of the humorous speeches as we do our different speeches in the club so we've got the pleasure today uh, dear listeners of uh, listening to one of you know rob's speeches so he will be handing out um, autographs at the next club meeting if you do come in after hearing this so he's going to take the floor and this is also the moment of a little bit of a musical interlude i know he's got his uh, his, his, his uh, he's brought his instrument with him and uh, yeah Hold on to your seats, turn up the volume, and listen carefully. <laughs> Take it away, Rob. All right. Like an episode of Grand Designs, I had grand plans for an unused corner of my garden to build a fairy garden of epic proportions, complete with little houses, street lights, and fairies. The centerpiece of the construction would be a fully functioning waterfall with a river flowing through the garden into a fish pond. The grandkids loved it. Every week, they would play a fairy version of Where's Wally as we added another figurine to the garden. As the build finally came to completion, the time had come to ask my wife if she was ready for the next stage in our relationship, the next level of commitment. We had survived two children, two dogs, two cats, and two grandkids, and now I introduced her to two new family members. Two goldfish. The fish were not initially received as well as I thought they might be, but this could have been in part due to the way I revealed them. Hey, Charlotte, I bought you a gift. Try and guess what it is. I'll give you a clue. It's cold and it's gold. After the first couple of guesses of different types of jewellery, I'd realised I'd made a grievous error in judgement as Charlotte stood there, blindfolded, with her hands stretched out, waiting in anticipation. 
I decided not to put the bag with the two fish in her hands and instead led her outside to the pond and together we let the fish gently into the water. The grandkids come over and decided they would get to name the fish. I was interested to see what names a four-year-old would come up with with all the crazy shows they watch on TV nowadays. So, Theo, have you thought of names for the fish? Yes, I have, he said, pointing to the pond. That one is called Orange Fish. Theo, they are both orange. So what is the other one called? The other one is called Theo. Orange Fish and Theo, I thought to myself. Now, I love my grandson, but those are not going to be the names for my fish. Sorry, Theo, they already told me their names last night. Now I had to think fast for some good fish names. Drawing on the names of my childhood heroes, I said, that one is Clint Eastfish, and the other one is Sylvester Finlone. That seemed to work. Everyone accepted the fish names, and we had awesome fish, an awesome fairy garden, and we all lived happily ever after. Until the next day, when I woke up and went to check on the pond, and to my horror, Clint Eastfish and Sylvester Finlone were floating upside down and not moving at all. As it turns out, the pristine Christchurch drinking water now has enough chlorine to kill Giardia, E. coli and goldfish. After much contemplation, we decided not to do the usual trick of rushing out to buy new fish and lying to the grandkids, but to use the experience to teach them about life and death. With little Clint and Sylvester lying peacefully in a paper towel, we all stood there silently, paying our respects. And into the green bin they went. The next two fish would have clean filtered water with pond plants for extra oxygenation. One we called Dolphin Lundgren and another one another orange one, Donald Trout. But we decided Donald Trout was too political, so we changed it to Groper. Happy days again, until our 5kg cat decided to show us his fishing skills and he dropped Dolphin Lundgren's head on the floor in our kitchen and Groper was left floundering on the grass with fatal claw marks and didn't survive the night. <coughs> Mackerel Gibson and Cod Norris didn't fare much better. They went completely missing. The owner of the pet shop said it was most likely birds. <laughs> so we installed netting over the pond. The next two fish were harder to come by. I was never aware that pet shops had a unified database to blacklist irresponsible pet owners. Sagapi Weaver and Tina Tuna were our last attempt at caring for fish. And it turns out that goldfish are cannibalistic descendants of piranha. Sagapi Weaver killed and ate Tina Tuna like she was possessed by something not of this world. There was no funeral service for the last fish. Everyone's too scared to go near the pond. Theo did ask though, 
What happens to your fish when they keep dying, Grandad? It's all part of the grand design, Theo. When they die, they turn into fairies, and they find their way back to the fairy garden and live happily ever after. Thank you. <laughs> There's a rousing applause in the distance and a solo applause from me here. That was fantastic. Thank you very much. I hope that everyone enjoyed that. It was a, an absolute pleasure to listen to. I can see why that um, went down really, really well. The fish names were brilliant. Brilliant. Tina Tuna. <laughs> to Guppy Weaver. So that was uh, bringing the movie stars into your grand design. And uh, tragic stories for the fish. I'm pleased that you adhered to the recycling protocols. <laughs> I, I, I was asked <coughs> if that was a true story, and it's 80% true. How many fish was it really? One. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know why, but the rest, the, there is a fairy garden with a pond and a river and everything. Yeah, and I've seen it. It's good. Yeah, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, one fish died. I don't know why. We probably just sold a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> But the rest are all heavy. Well, was it was the fish yellow and didn't have a tail? <laughs> it was a lemon. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was floating, wasn't it? Yeah. Now those pet shops all try and you know buy one get one free, and there's the free lemon. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't often know. Sometimes they compete with goldfish, all sorts of yeah. minor things going on. What a fantastic story that you elaborated on just one moment of tragedy and made it a huge one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that takes talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole busload of goldfish. We could, no, it was just one. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of, yeah. So dry those tears out there in listener land. I think that was a very well-constructed, enjoyable speech, and you can get the idea there uh, what it's like to listen to a speech made in, within those parameters of five to seven minutes in the humorous design and the talent that uh, the likes of Rob have of putting together a really, really good speech and keeping the, the home front entertained and the topics that you can choose can be anything. So how'd you come up with that? Uh, I just start on one one thing I th- think would be funny and that I know I could build on for a story and then I just work on it. I write notes, so I get my, my little speech book that I've got and I just jot down the start of it. And then normally it's when I can switch off and not hear noise and the voice in my head starts getting carried away. Yeah. And I'll start coming up with more ideas and build on it and build on it yeah so the tragedy of the goldfish was just that what was so funny it had to be built upon yeah I, I thought how can I turn that into a story and then mm. that's where the grand design of the fairy garden part of it come in and it's truth true theatre you know just quite Shakespearean really to take that and bring it out and make something uh, that we can smile with the, and, and look lightly on that fact of life like you said the grand design of well it happens yeah happened to quite a few I love the names you could you could sell those names to pet shops <laughs> name suggestions list a little Facebook page with just goldfish name suggestions I took me a while but I w- it was a lot of googling of types of fish and then how I could relate them to different celebrities and I did have to work off all my favorite stars uh, I had some for John Claude Van Damme and yeah, yeah, <laughs> all yeah. sorts of different ones but I just chose the ones that worked best in the in the speech well, there you go. I think that went down well for everybody, and I uh, hope we all enjoyed that. It's uh, it definitely a lovely change for the radio show today to have that read out. It made, took me back to the moment that Angela had to read her poem on, on the show, yeah. which was also presented at one of the club meetings that we had, and a uh, wonderful job, and it was a bit of a post-COVID lockdown poem, which was very appropriate. Now, we've been treated with this uh, humorous speech uh, about life at 
robs <laughs> and, uh, and and how it involves the whole family and how we can share that with others and uh, elaborate where you want because nothing needs to be fact it can all be fiction yeah. Yeah. and uh, point out that I was beaten uh, in the last level of the speech contest that I got to at least four people beat me in that contest and the winner went on to represent our division and competed in the district contest which I didn't get to see unfortunately but um, so that means there's a lot of talented writers out there and for nothing else it's just worth coming along and watching listening to some of these and, and what achievement did this bring you the speech at which level was uh, I won the area contest so that's uh, four clubs in our area yep. yeah so that was from our club to move through to the area and this was the speech you used there yeah yeah. The year previously, I won the division, so that was the next level. Yeah. That speech, in my opinion, far superior to this one, but it doesn't. It's a very visual speech. I can't really perform that on the radio. No, no, it's uh, just like us, you know, yeah, sitting here not being seen. It's a good thing, and the speech can't be too visual for the radio. But that one with the sound effects, and uh, I wonder if you could pick the instrument uh, to our listeners out there. I'm sure that many have got a keen eye for such a, a talented piece of musical noise <laughs> and uh, maybe you know, mention it at the next club meeting you come to, what that, what that was that Rob can play so well. He's been practicing for years. He, he's, you know, it's a, a black belt in the, well, I won't mention the name of the instrument, but oh, oh, can't get much better. I haven't seen one of them for years, by the way. Uh, that was actually really hard to buy. <laughs> I think so too, yeah. Yeah. Um, they used to be everywhere for a couple of cents and now it's just one of the things that's moved with time isn't it yeah. which was what we're doing we're moving with time we're, we're coming up to the end of our show do you, would you like to round off with anything you still want to mention on coming up camp or uh, you've got the Henma uh, camp for the uh, leadership team leadership camp coming up at the end of June uh, pro- possibly you've missed the opportunity to jump in that one but I'll keep everyone posted on how that goes and we're hoping from that camp we'll start a like a more regular annual or biannual um, thing for Toastmasters. So yeah, that that'll be brilliant. That'll be like the Lake Rotuiti one that I think I spoke yeah, about. Yeah, we did that a couple of shows ago. Yep. And uh, same with the Hamner camp to bring those things back with a regularity for people. Yeah. Oh well, there's plenty to look forward to for everybody. So. Um, step up, knock on our door, come say hello, come and meet Rob, listen to the good speeches, come design your own. Yeah, I'll bring my fish. Bring a uh, singular fish? Yeah. You got one or two? I got three. Three all, oh, so <laughs> it's now three. <laughs> the fish will be there. Um, I look forward to seeing them, actually. I'd like to see how you're going to bring them in a bowl or a bag. In a paper towel. In a paper towel. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, and I just had to think of like a fish called Wanda movie where Kevin Klein does so well to eat one in front of Michael Palin to force him to tell him where the diamonds are <laughs> um, yeah, that was all other thing was just the, the poor goldfish flapping on the carpet um, anything more? no that's it and we've got a wrap yeah well next time next cha- same bet time same bet channel well that's us from our show A Toast to You brought to you from the Sprayed and Toastmasters Club meeting every first and third Thursday of the month in the Sprayed and bowling club on Barrington Street so check us out on Facebook or look us up online and get in contact with uh, any of our members if you want to come along or just uh, show up on the night it's a very welcoming environment 
Thanks to Plains FM for making this show possible for us and look forward to the show coming out as a podcast where you can listen to it again or back listen to the episodes of the past. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Listening.